0: What's up, and welcome to another exciting edition of Bearded Brol. I'm Kyle,
1: and I'm Mike. Just two bearded dudes here to chat about all the movies you love, hate, don't mind, or simply never heard of.
0: BirdsAren'tReal dot com.
1: All right, so do you want to introduce the episode, or should I? You. Are you sure you like this movie enough to watch it twice? Did you not?
0: Ah. Uh... Welcome back. The Bearded B-Roll, the show where we know that birds are not real. They are. on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the movie Come to Daddy. Don't necessarily type that into Google, or at least be careful (laughs) when you look it up.
1: Just don't check page two. All right, so Come to Daddy, 2019, starring Elijah Wood and some other people you'd recognize from various films. People from movies.
0: Really? That's how you're going to go with that? It wasn't anybody super famous. They were. They were just famous in another time.
1: I recognized the one guy from Black Mirror.
0: Um, wow, really? I've recognized all of the, the old dudes, except for the, for Daddy, Daddy, Dandy.
1: Is that like the him. Samoan guy? Yeah. Who's not well, the, a hunchback. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was just taking a shit. Everybody looks like a hunchback when they're taking a shit.
0: No, cause that's what they kept referring to him as.
1: I don't think we ever really got to see him standing up entirely straight though.
0: He was not a hunchback.
1: All right, so there's a lot to talk about with this movie. Um, you liked it enough to watch it twice? I liked it. Um, I actually wanted to
0: like it more than I did, but So I was I was, it's actually funny cuz I watched it with Jared cuz he was here helping me. Uh, he was helping me with my car thing today and he's like watching the movie and he hated almost all of it but sometimes he just does that to be a douche anyway what did he hate about it <laughs> He was just making fun of it the whole time i think just to be annoying but um until we got to a specific scene so we can talk about that when we get there but i just thought it was funny because he was like this is not a good movie there's the, like in the beginning i mean the dialogue is forced and kind of bad but it's that whole idea of they're not who they say they are, so they're kind of putting on a fake fake face for the first part of the movie. Well, and he hadn't seen him for,
1: what, 20 years? It was meant to be awkward, so it didn't really seem, you know, artificial. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. So with that, like, the setup for the movie is Elijah Wood's character. Um, Norval. I just had Norval. I just had the IMDB up, too. Uh, he, he comes back home. His dad sent him a letter who he hasn't seen since he was five years old. Uh, I think that's what they say at one point, or something like that.
1: Yeah, I it, think like so. a good
0: twenty some years. Uh, sends him a letter asking him to come visit him, and he shows up. <coughs> and there's this awkward moment where the man who answers the door doesn't know who he is, and he doesn't apparently know who that man is either. He other than that's the man who answered the door, so it must be his dad. It's been so long; he doesn't remember what his dad looks like.
1: Can we also just talk about what Elijah Wood looked
0: like? Uh, amazing! I love that look. I'm thinking about doing it. He looked like Friar Tuck with a porn stash. Uh, mm, you know,
1: from like Robin Hood.
0: Jared said he looked like a pedo and a cowboy. Peto?
1: How do you look like a pedo and a cowboy at the same time? Unless you're he Rogers. had that cow-
0: he had that hat he had that wide brim hat at the beginning.
1: My first favorite scene in that movie was when that stupid fucking hat got blown right off of his head. And he looked at it for your a second. Like, he was like, maybe I can chase. I was just glad to have the hat out of the, out of the movie, like entirely. And it never came back around. So that was a plus for me. So yeah, Elijah Wood follows this weird little map that has a map to my home written on it. He gets out of an Uber Wait, way back on the street. We're making
0: fun of his outfit still. It took me my second time watching it to realize that the chain across his shirt wasn't a part of the shirt i thought it was some weird stupid hipster shirt and that it's actually just the chain to his purse
1: wait he had a purse i don't remember the purse
0: that's where he pulls his phone out of
1: oh oh his like special limited edition solid gold phone that there's only like 15 of in the entire world yeah and lord made it
0: what's lord i'm assuming it means like the singer she was popular in like the early 2000s not familiar she did. Uh, I don't know any of her songs, man. I didn't listen to her. Anyway, <laughs> so where are we at? We're at. So he gets out of an Uber,
1: follows this handwritten, like basically drawn in crayon map, um, through all kinds of untamed wilderness. He's walking through entirely wooded areas with no path, and then eventually comes to the Pacific out Northwest.
0: Like that's. Let's just mention that. Like he's in Oregon. It's- no, no, no.
1: He's in. Uh, that was actually filmed in Vancouver Island.
0: Yeah, but the, the bus he got off of said he was in Oregon. Oh. I mean, filming in Canada, Canada's the new Hollywood. I'm just. Did
1: you notice how this movie had like 15 separate title sequences? Like the first 90 seconds of the movie were just like flashing with this production, this film company. This... Oh,
0: that's like a thing I've been noticing a lot recently is like this weird thing where it's like brought to you by and then 15 different production companies. And I'm like, what's going on?
1: Yeah, it went it on. It used for a to while. be.
0: One film company, one production company, and then, like, some famous producer would be, like, brought to you by me. All right. Anyway.
1: So, Norval gets to this house. has a really awkward exchange with his father. Well, who he thinks is his father. Spoiler alert. If you have not watched this movie, stop listening. Or if you just don't give a fuck, keep listening. On that note,
0: we need to go and start doing that in the beginning. I think it's kind of funnier that we don't mention it till halfway through the show, but I mean, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. We just gave away the first 35 minutes of the movie, but just so you know, we're going to give away the rest of the movie. Good luck.
1: This movie followed like the three act structure of a movie, like to a T. Everything happened at a third of the movie.
0: I can't deny it. I actually love the um, cover art that they have showing the, on, the whiskey. Uh, no, I, yeah. And IMDB with the whiskey yeah. glass. That's better than the one that they have for Netflix. Or, yeah, the other uh, one's Amazon. just
1: uh, just Frodo like looking confused. But the one that they have on um, IMDb is actually a really cool poster. It's real seventies. Yeah, I don't know. It's more like it's like abstract art, but not really. But it's something that would also work as a like, just a poster. Yeah.
0: All right. So he gets to the house and he's all like, "What's up, Dad?" And Dad's all like, "Who the fuck are you?" And the dude that's standing there is just staring at him for like five minutes. And then he just, I like, guess, on his part, he's a great improviser or like an improv guy because he's just like jumps in and hugs him. And He's like, son.
1: Yeah, no, everything about the opening scene was like super awkward. But
0: um, Gordon, played by Stephen McHattie. I'm, this is the guy I've seen in a bunch of stuff. I think he was one of the people that. He's in Watchmen. Was he in History of Violence? He's in Pontypool. I watched that. I think. Oh, he's the guy, that. he's the yeah. He's the radio announcer from Pontypool. Okay, cool. I feel like maybe we'll talk about that, but I did not like that movie. You did, right?
1: I liked the concept of it, but I didn't like the resolution of it. I mean, the idea of like words fucking with your brain kind of appealed to me, but
0: so let's talk about the Elton John thing. All right. So I was going to talk about stuff that happened before that because the, their awkward exchange doesn't end there, and this is before. But I think the Elton John thing is like the apex of the awkward conversations between them.
1: Yeah, they're playing chicken. But
0: after he comes in and it's like, oh, how long has it been since he interrogates Elijah Wood's character Norval? He's like, when's the last time you saw me? And has your mother told you about me? And have you seen pictures of me? Like, just trying to verify that he knows who he's talking to. And Elijah Wood's like, nah, I don't know. (laughs) And then he's like, you know what? And I think this is a funny part because you could tell this guy was totally like into faking it because he's like, you should take a picture and then show it to your mom. Like, either he's going to let him go and he's going to show him and his mom's going to go, that's not your dad. Or <laughs> <laughs> he's not planning on letting Elijah Wood character leave. But he hates Elijah Wood's character so much right out the bat because he's like this pretentious, like kind of loser that lives at home with his mom to be the nicest way, I guess, to put it.
1: Yeah, a rich, entitled hipster loser who. Yeah, like,
0: and so this guy's already like on him. He like he's like, I know who you are, and I hate this. And (laughs) so he goes outside. He's like, "Let's get this selfie." Lachovel pulls his special little phone out of his special little purse, and he's like, "Take it." And the guy's like, "No, you got to make sure you get the seat. You don't let me do it." And like, (laughs) throws his phone over into the ocean.
1: I know. When I saw that for the first time, I was just like, "He fucking did that on purpose."
0: Oh, he definitely did that on purpose. Because it's like the moment he gets the phone.
1: Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm an old man. I can't hold on to this. Oh, shit.
0: And then, and then it's, I shouldn't have had that second beer for breakfast. <laughs> oh, well. And uh, there's only 20 of those in the world. Well, now there's 19. Like, those are great lines.
1: That reminded me of fucking Adam's Family Values. Remember when they were at, like, summer camp and the kid shot an arrow straight up in the air and the counselor goes, oh, my God, it's an American bald eagle. Aren't they extinct? <laughs> and Wednesday's like, they are now. <laughs>
0: All right, so they go inside, and then they, they're making dinner together, and I think this is where Elijah Wood's character starts to realize there's something off, because this guy has definitely given off the I don't like you vibes. And then, so they sit down, they have dinner, and then they're just having conversation, catching up.
1: Are you going to talk about the alcohol thing?
0: Uh, about the alcoholism thing?
1: Yeah, when he's like, oh, I don't drink. I, I tried to kill myself once in a bathtub, which I'm sure was just like a glamour attempt at suicide. But yeah. the dad's just like, no, nah, no, nah, have some alcohol. It'll be great here, drink more. And he's like, no, no, I'm good. And he's like, are you sure? It's fucking delicious. And it, it just well, like... Just gives if anything,
0: fuck. this just adds a lot more to like the pretentious character part, because it's not, it's not, oh, I had a drinking problem. It's, I had an alcohol dependency problem. Mm-hmm. And then the dude's like, what does that mean? And he's like, I was dependent on alcohol. <laughs> and then he goes into like the suicide story. Mm-hmm. And I think because of things that come up later, Gordon didn't appreciate the suicide thing. Because I don't know if you noticed it, but he's got that name tattooed on his neck. What name did he have tattooed on his neck? Gordon has his own son's name tattooed on. I think it's Ryan. Mm
1: -hmm. And later
0: in the movie, when Elijah Wood bumps into his real dad, he's talking to him and he said something about Gordon's character having that tattoo. And his dad goes, oh yeah, Ryan. Yeah, he killed himself in a bathtub. He was a good boy.
1: Oh shit, I forgot about that. (laughs) So
0: I think this adds to some of the animosity that Gordon has towards Norval for the rest of the movie.
1: I mean, if anything, he should have been—he like- should have been proud because, like, at least Ryan committed to it, you know.
0: Like he <laughs> fucking—I doubt that's he, how that works. He
1: accomplished his goal, right? Norval's just a little bitch who couldn't even finish it.
0: <sighs> well, he was doing it for attention, probably, based off like his general character's appearance and the way he speaks and everything else about him.
1: Do I DJ a little bit? Do no, I? No, promote- that's not what he says.
0: <laughs> he says, "Do I DJ?" Yes. Do I create blazing beats? Yes. Do I tickle the ivories? Yes. And like this whole scene, you're like, I hope you die. Right? Like you just want
1: him to get like punched in the mouth. You're
0: like, kill your son. Do it. It's
1: like everything you thought about this kid was absolutely, we're on your side now. Let's do it. And then he gets to the part that you like. The Elton John part. What what was his real name? Because he keeps calling, he's like, Reginald
0: something, something.
1: (laughs) or reginald as he likes to be called
0: yes he's Ellen, been, uh, i mean
1: reginald <laughs> quite a friend over the years uh you might even say sort of a father to me oh no offense and fucking how did a... oh right because then the dad all of a sudden goes no fucking shit small world you know him too oh Hell, yeah i drove
0: for the... him for 15 years because like that's the only thing elijah woods character learned about this man at first anyway but he I asked him a one driver. question he was like what did you do I was a limo driver. How about you? And then he just went off on this whole thing about himself. (laughs) Do
1: I live with my mom? Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he bragged that one.
1: Yeah. Then they play this like chicken game where he's trying to prove that he's best friends with Elton John. I'm sorry, Reginald. And the dad's like, well, fuck, I know him too. It's going to blow his fucking mind. I'm going to call him up. And he's like, no, no, don't, don't call him up. Um, He told me never to call him after eight o'clock. Well, he told me to call him anytime, night or day. So let's fucking do it. Yeah. Please, 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 Dad! Please don't call!
0: Please don't call! You don't know Elton John. No, neither do I. Yeah.
1: that was so fucking great.
0: Well, he had this kid's number from the get. Like he was like, "I got this." Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's already happened. I don't think. Uh, maybe it did. But there's been moments where Gordon goes off, and you can hear him loudly talking to somebody about what to do with somebody else. No, that's when Elijah
1: Woods or Norval is sleeping in bed and. He hears yelling, so he wakes up, and the guy's like, yeah, I'm not a fucking babysitter. Well, yeah, we can use him as collateral. And he's just in there like, hmm, I wonder what, does what that, that mean? means. Then he goes back to bed, like pretends to be asleep like he's five years old.
0: And then, and then there's like later where it's something like, uh, oh, I have permission to kill him in a separate conversation after that.
1: Yeah, that was a little weird. Made you wonder who he was talking to.
0: I thought he was talking to the dad until... Because I was always wondering where he was going, because it was nowhere nearby. Um, so after all of that, that leads up finally to like the climax with Gordon's character where they're having a conversation and like Gordon is just like, you're, you're a cunt. And I was like, don't call me a cunt. And I think my favorite part of that actually was the part where he goes, but you're being cunty.
1: <laughs> I, was cracking I was like, up I him. can't wait
0: to use this. I'm going to, I'm going to call someone a cunt. They're going to say, don't call me a cunt. And I'm going to go, but you're being cunty. And I'm going to be so happy. And then <laughs> yeah, honestly, he was like,
1: I, I know a cunt when I see one and you, sir, are a certified cunt.
0: Yeah. Well, Gordon is clearly like trashed in this scene. Like he's drunk out of mm-hmm. his mind and yeah, they're having was. this like back and forth fight. It's like kind of like you were never there for me, dad. And he's also, you know, Gordon's like, I don't fucking know you at all, but you're a cunt and you're pretentious and you're a rat fucker. And then he really clung to the rat fucker part. Like mm-hmm. it was just that first thrown out there. And then he was like, you shove rats up your vagina. And then it like, how does he know this much about me? (laughs) (laughs) Norval's like, I'm, I'm going to leave. And Gordon's all, no, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. You're going to leave. You're going to go into the woods and die. And they're going to find a little rat skeleton inside your pelvic bone where your vagina was.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. He probably would have died actually in the It
0: was, this is, it was honestly the best exchange of the whole movie. (laughs) Yeah, Jared Jared literally, when we were watching, it was like, this movie was like a one, and then it got to that scene, 10 out of 10. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it yeah, started so yeah. out
1: really slow, so when like, shit actually kind of escalated, it was... It, was, it was like
0: slow and awkward, and at this scene, it's like a genuine fight, finally. But no, yeah, this was like the most genuine scene of it, because you could tell Gordon's finally like just had enough with Elijah Wood's character. He's like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. The charade's up, and I'm going to murder this kid. But then he dies.
1: At first, I thought he was fucking with him, too. I thought he was just, like, <laughs> pretending he was having a heart attack so that Elijah Wood would check on him and he would, like, bite his fucking throat out or something. But
0: Yeah, they they took a weird uh, weird way to do the heart attack in that, where it didn't, it was definitely, like, hammed up.
1: Yeah, no, he was, like, fucking, you ever watch *Samford and Son?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Elizabeth, I'm coming. <laughs> like, it was like that. Yeah, it was exactly like that, yeah. Me and Jared both had the same response to this when we watched it. Why does he call the coroner first?
1: You mean like instead of the police?
0: Yeah, or instead of nine one one for emergency services.
1: And I thought I thought he called his mom and asked her what to do first.
0: Well, I don't know. He said he's going to call the coroner, and then he's on the phone with someone. I think it was his mom. But like the other part of it, though, is the it's like midday when the before that. And then he calls the coroner or whoever when it's dark out. <laughs> if there was any chance of serving, like saving this man at this point, this manslaughter.
1: I don't think there was any chance of saving it, it, him.
0: I mean, it doesn't matter. But like, like if like someone were to come and be like, how come you didn't call sooner? That's immediately going to start throwing red flags. Like, why didn't you call when it was happening? Maybe we could have helped. Like, no,
1: that's when you just say, I was upset. I didn't know what to do. And then, you know, nobody, they can, they can be like, damn, you're a bitch, but we can't prosecute that.
0: But even still, he still, even if he called his mom first, he called the coroner before he called the police, which is weird. He's just like, yeah, my dad's dead. And then he called the cops.
1: I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, you know, if, if the police weren't going to investigate it, like they no, didn't need he paramedics. Was like- he was more like, I need somebody to come clean this up for me. Like,
0: that's what I'm saying. But I I would think that you would call paramedics first. That's not so much the police, but paramedics. I mean, he should have called the the police, too, because his dad was coming at him with a knife.
1: I'm pretty sure if he just called 911, they would have, like, sent whoever was applicable to the situation.
0: They probably would have sent everybody, to be honest. You would have got everybody but the fire department.
1: I'm actually not sure how the cars got to this property, to be perfectly honest, because he had to walk through, like... Especially
0: later when when they come back and he has to carry it the body up the rocks because that's a fun a fun interesting thing that happens in this movie it seems unnecessary outside of being like a plot device for later
1: you mean like when they're like oh sorry county doesn't have any more storage we have to give this dead body back to you while you
0: yeah i feel like there's like health issues there that they wouldn't do that i don't know i'm i'm not a doctor but i feel like they wouldn't i think it depends
1: on the county like you can bury somebody on your own property. If you own like a lot of acreage in like a rural part of the country. But if I tried to bury a human being in my backyard here, that probably wouldn't go over very well.
0: Yeah. But I, I'm also thinking that it has to do with it setting it up for a later scene. And they, they were like, all right, cool. We took it. And they're like, shit, we need that to be spotted later. You know what? The morgue's full. Bring it back.
1: Can we also just point out the coroner's name? Cause like everybody had a weird ass fucking name in this movie. What's like, her name? Her name was I wrote it down because I was like, what the hell? When they they showed her business card, it was Gladys (laughs) Klondickle. Gladys Klondickle.
0: Well, no, no, Um, Dickle.
1: Like Dick-O. Klondickle. Like a a Klondike bar, but Ickle. All
0: right, so it's the next day. Gordon's still laying there dead on the floor. Um, And then this part, I feel like you should explain because you liked this part. You were sending me the quotes about it with the police (laughs) officer.
1: Yeah, there's a cop there and he's looking at the body. Looking at Elijah Wood. And he says, Was there a struggle here? And he's like, No, no, officer, nothing like that. And he's like, Looking down at the floor. The cop gets right in his face. He says, I'm going to ask you again. Don't just nod. Tell me, Was there a struggle here? And he's like, staring him right in the face. And Elijah Wood stares back for a minute like he's crapping himself and goes, No, nothing happened. And the guy says, I believe you. You know why I believe you? I'm going to break the fourth wall a little bit here. I believe you because you don't have the raisin eyes. It's a little theory I'm working on. Villains always have the raisin eyes. And then he looks at the body and he's like, Your daddy? He had the raisin eyes.
0: It's funny because it comes up later in like that scene when the, the coroner comes and she looks at him. She goes, anybody ever tell you you have kind eyes? And he's <laughs> like, no, the police officer said that I didn't have raisin eyes. And she's like, that's fucking stupid. He's <laughs> stupid.
1: I mean, it kind of does make sense, though. They typically have villains with like either really big eyes or like little beady eyes,
0: I guess. But on that on the subject of um of that game, you wanted to play with these now because of that whole interaction uh what if this was directed by the coen brothers i feel like that scene still would exist but it'd be different it's a good question because they do weird stuff like that where the cops are like bumbling idiots and do really dumb things
1: yeah but they also did blood simple Do you ever see that it's from like um 1984 i think francis mcdormand might have been in that too and it's basically a guy wants to murder his wife so he can be with his mistress or maybe it's, he wanted to murder his mistress because she was trying to fuck his marriage up either way. It was actually a pretty serious, like detective movie. Um, But if we're talking like raising Arizona Coen brothers, I think it really would kind of be pretty similar to how it ended up to be perfectly honest. (laughs)
0: Like burn after reading. This would be pretty, pretty, pretty up there in the same type of thing. I think there'd be more dialogue though. I think it would just last longer.
1: Yeah, this movie got got by doing a lot of like awkward shit and having not more dialogue than necessary. But um, well, on that same front, imagine if like Quentin Tarantino directed it.
0: No, this movie he couldn't. There'd be nonstop talking. This movie, there's too little dialogue for him to have done this movie.
1: That's true.
0: Coen Brothers do the thing with like the silence and like the filling filling space with silence that like says enough. Which this movie, like, attempted at, I feel like. That's why I was, like, more like Coen Brothers, because they they have those moments in movies where it's just quiet, and you're like, ah, I know what this is. Because, like, a lot of the silence in this did speak. It was, like, this uncomfortable, like, he doesn't know who that is.
1: At this point. Oh, you forgot to bring up the ear thing. What ear thing? When Norval's telling him some kind of stupid story about his hipster life, and the guy's like... Yeah, I'm not really into stories like that. You got any fighting stories? I love fighting stories. This one time, I kicked this guy in the fucking head. I kicked his ear clean off, man. I could look right into his skull.
0: Yeah, people could do a lot of things. It's like actually not that hard to rip people apart. Human beings just have like a thing built into them where we don't do it. Yeah, no, people are super
1: fragile. It's easy to like maim somebody like instantly.
0: Like, Like any other animal, we have the grip, strength, and the ability to just put our hands through each other. We have a mental block that stops us from doing it and like whatever correlates with morality.
1: Not always, man. I read this article once about these two guys in like Norway or Germany or something. And I think the one of them, they were both drunk and one of them was making sexual advances toward the other, but he wasn't into it. So the other guy like out of spite while the guy was passed out, grabbed his nuts and started twisting them and twisting them and twisting them. until the scrotum like ripped off and then he flung his balls outside into the snow.
0: Yeah. See what I'm saying is we definitely have the ability to do it. It's It's just most of us
1: ever since I read it.
0: I think, the reason, I, think, I think the place where I learned that there was like a love movie with uh, some Martin Lawrence, Chris Rock. What's a love movie? It was like a romance movie, like a romantic comedy. Who calls and it a love lo- movie? I don't know. I do. And there was like a scene where he's like, yeah, you can only bite your skin until you bleed if you're like truly crazy. And it was like at some point he does it to prove that he loved this girl. Like he was nuts for her. And <laughs> I don't remember. It was just like, yeah, he did it then. But like, no, I mean, this, did she, was she into it? I don't remember. It's, I can't even remember what movie it was or what actor it was. I'm somewhere between, who did I say? You said Martin, Martin Lawrence. Lawrence. It was either Martin Lawrence, Chris Rock, or Eddie Murphy.
1: It's like all different people, just completely yeah, different people.
0: But they're, oh my God. It was in that time. I don't even remember what it was. Anyway, all right. But yeah, that was like one of those things where it's like, if you can block it in your brain you can pretty much do whatever
1: like that time the guy tried to circumcise himself on Niptuck.
0: yeah
1: he didn't get very far though
0: all right so gordon kicks people's ears off so we know he's a bad guy and we didn't already know from all the other bad guy things he does (sighs) the
1: next thing that happened in the plot was bringing the body back right
0: yeah which we didn't we didn't we stopped past that so we gotta like finish that part where the coroner is all, I'm going to take your daddy and embalm him and I'll bring him right back. And Norval's all,
1: well, No, no, you can keep him. I don't, I didn't need him back. I don't, I don't need this. And she's like, no, nah, no,
0: it's fine. No room.
1: I would have just told her to leave it outside.
0: Oh, how about the fact that they really zoom in on the fact that he writes artist down at occupation?
1: Did he? When he was yeah. filling out the form?
0: <laughs> yeah. There's nothing that... That says that Norval is going to be a badass in this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that was actually one of my what if questions. Like, and I, I'll ask it later because we're not quite there yet. But um,
0: what if Norval was a
1: badass? Yeah, like what if Norval wasn't a bitch? What if instead of Elijah Wood, Norval was played by like Jason Statham or something? John Cena. Or even if it was Elijah Wood from like Sin City when he ate people and made them watch.
0: I don't know. I like the idea of it being John Cena. I feel like the beginning scene when Gordon in that whole awkward moment would have been like different in the sense where Gordon would be sizing him up. Like, I don't think I can take you. <laughs> <laughs> where in this one, like, there's definitely a moment where, where he's looking at Elijah Wood, like, oh, fuck this kid up. Like he looks at him like pray for a minute. <laughs> Actually, he looks like he looks at him like that a lot.
1: Yeah, no, like you have no idea what I'm thinking in my head right now. Yeah. Like, uh, do you you remember City Slickers with um, Billy Crystal and and Jack Palance? Yeah. Billy Crystal made like a... And like the guy resented Billy Crystal the whole time because he was a city slicker, not a cowboy, you know? And Billy Crystal made a terrible joke about something and Jack Palance starts laughing. And he's like, oh, you thought that was funny? He's like, no, no, I'm just thinking about what I'd like to do to you. (laughs) Uh. Reminded me of that relationship. Um, (sighs) All right, so... I have a theme that I wanted to talk about because I don't really know what to do with it, but it was something that came up a bunch of times, and I don't know if it's a good place to bring it up now or later. Um, What? The tiger the movie? No, the tiger. Oh oh my god. I didn't notice that the first time. I did notice that the second time. There was the tiger bag. He covers the dead body with a tiger blanket. Um, The guy gets fucking like half his head shaved off by a tiger sign. There's a tiger stuffed animal in the flashback at the end.
0: Like there are fucking tigers everywhere in this movie. I was, uh, I was a little weirded out by that too. And I was trying to figure out what that meant. So what do you think it means? I mean, I
1: didn't really have anywhere to go with it because it wasn't super, like, it was there, but it didn't really have like a, an, a meaning attached to it. The only thing I could think was because Narval has those stupid like Chinese characters tattooed on his neck, which by the way, I'm pretty sure the first one is drawn wrong because I looked everywhere on the internet and couldn't find that exact design. I think he wanted it to say music and fate or life, music and life.
0: Do you think it has anything to do with the fact that, uh, like, the dad kidnapped somebody in Asia where there would be tigers?
1: Yeah, because they kidnapped the daughter of, like... The richest man in Bangkok. In Thailand, right? So, um, I mean, when I looked it up, I looked up, like, the significance of the tiger in Chinese culture, just because he had Chinese characters on his neck. And I found that that has a symbolism of, like, power and daring and is also treated as a subject of awe and fear. And apparently there's some kind of like um, historical Asian dude who's always shown as being seated upon a tiger in All his right. like majestic poses. So it might have something to do with like Elijah Woods just becoming a little bit less of a bitch as he progresses throughout the film.
0: So actually, that's what I was just coming to. Actually, I was just thinking maybe it has something to do with like the whole time Elijah Woods, like he covers up Gordon with a tiger blanket. Gordon's a tiger. Mm-hmm. Um uh the the dude who gets his head shaved off is by a tiger sign that dude's a tiger, and then there's the flashback where Norval has a little stuffed tiger, and maybe that's to suggest that he's always been a tiger. I don't know no, actually, that kind of makes sense
1: because when he's walking on the beach
0: because the whole bag, time hes saying he can't do this stuff,
1: that's what I'm saying. That bag flies into his face and it has a tiger on it. It's the same tiger from the sign later. Um and he yanks it off his face. You're about to be a tiger. No, no, he yanks it off of his face really fast, like I don't want this to be on me because he was like denying that part of himself. And then maybe later it's like him embracing it, like he's getting a second chance. But yeah, no, I I agree with that that maybe it was inside of him the whole time because you've got to think, if he had been raised by like his father and not in like a little mansion in Beverly Hills, he probably would have turned out completely differently.
0: Yeah. Well if his dad was living this criminal lifestyle and he stuck around, he probably would have been more involved in that criminal lifestyle. Like if they didn't like if his dad would have shared the wealth or uh like stuck around instead of like doing that, then maybe he would be more whatever. Even though like the other thing that confused me though is the idea that like all these guys, like the dad, Gordon, uh Jethro are tigers is weird because they work together and tigers are, are solitary animals.
1: Well, I mean, they don't really get along though. It's like none of them are there
0: at the same time, right? They all go
1: separately and when they're interacting with um what's the dad's actual name? Uh Brian. Well, le- Brian? That's a stupid yeah. name for like. A- anyway, when they the names in
0: this movie, he has the most regular name. It's true. He
1: does have the most like generic name, but when when they're interacting with him, he's their prey. So there's actually never really a scene where all of the tigers are like working together. They're just all there at separate times. So that actually kind of feeds into the, the lone aspect of it. If they had all arrived at the same time, Norval wouldn't
0: have stood a chance, you know? Yeah. I'm wondering if we're given this meeting that just didn't exist. And maybe the director was just into tigers.
1: No, this movie was definitely too simple to like ignore any symbolism that was in it though. They were definitely going (laughs) for something with it. Um, So, all right, what are we going on to next? Um, We talked about the body coming back.
0: Well, how about the fact that, like, after the body's back, Norval starts to lose his mind, because he's convinced that Gordon is haunting him from beyond the grave.
1: You remember when he wakes up in the fucking bed, and, like, the head is turned toward him, and he shits himself?
0: Yeah. And then he starts drinking again, and I thought this movie was going to go a different route with this, because, you know, he's drinking. Because he's seeing ghosts, he's drinking. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a ghost movie, because I went into this pretty blind. So he's getting drunk for the first time. And this is a setup in a lot of horror movies anyway, like ghost movies where they they, they're fine and then something happens and then it drives them to like drink or lose their mind a little bit. And then things start to grow progressively from there because this movie speeds up after Gordon comes back.
1: So Elijah Woods gets drunk for the first time. He like he gets real ceremonial about it, too. He like pours the alcohol and he's like sniffing the wine and then he just downs it. And then he's like, great, I'm going to fucking have more. And he gets really, 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 really happy drunk for a while. Until and he's
0: convinced <sighs> that Gladys loves him.
1: She was nice to him. She was kind to him. She wasn't like, let me get that D. And I think that's where the disconnect
0: was. I feel like they played it a little bit like like maybe there could have been a romance. Like the movie was playing it like maybe it could go that way when they're talking and she's being like really nice to him. But then he does like the classic guy move.
1: Like calls her shit faced. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and he's like, I just need you. And she's like, no, you misread that. And he's like, no, I didn't. Just come over for a while. We can cuddle. Close on. It's fine. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how are uh, you going
1: to say no to... Sam would have been over there in a minute. Can't say no to Frodo. <laughs> All right, so we need to progress the plot a little bit. He calls Klon uh, Dickel, tries to get her to get his dickle. She doesn't want his dickle. He gets sad.
0: And there's a bunch of loud metallic noises going on throughout the vents of the house.
1: Right, and he, again, thinks that maybe he's haunted, because you just hear random ass clanging throughout this really weird cabin, but it was also pretty awesome.
0: And that's when he's so lonely that he goes and he cuddles his dad, who he's also yelling at, because he thinks his body. ghost is haunting him. Oh yeah, the dead daddy.: <laughs> When does he realize it's not a ghost? Because it's not long after that, but it's like, this, this goes on for a little while of him thinking he, there's he, a ghost. Well, he finds... Before he
1: realizes that, he finds the panel in the wall, right? Yeah, that's right. Finds, oh, that's right.
0: He finds yeah. the panel and he finally realizes Gordon is not his dad.
1: Yeah, there's a whole bunch of, for some reason he decided to put his photo albums in a wall panel unless Gordon put them there, but there's photo albums in the I feel like he did it wall.
0: because I think that this is like, this is like hidden memories from him. Like he's locked this part of himself away. Uh, Brian. Brian, uh, yeah. His dad. Yeah. Like, this is the past. I've, I've moved on to this now. So like that's like a locked if, it, if we're going with the, this movie has a bunch of symbolism, it being hidden in a wall like that, I feel, has its own symbolism.
1: But answer me this. Who, I guess Brian must have sent the original map, right, out to Norval to get him to well, come He sent
0: the letter, yeah.
1: So I guess why would he have sent that if he knew that he was still in danger? You know what I mean?
0: Like, I don't think he knew that these guys had found him yet. Because at the end, they read the note. The note is re- like that's the end monologue of the movie. Mm-hmm. Is him the note going over before Elijah Wood looks at him and's like, "I never let mom move on." So I think this is really like him. He's trying to re- he's just wants to reconnect with his son, and it's just one of those like uh, bad timing. in the timing type moments. Yeah, just
1: terrible coincidence. Yeah. All right, so he finds this panel in the wall, sees the things in the photo album realizes, oh shit, this guy wasn't actually my dad. And then
0: what does he do? He like bangs the floor because he's pissed or something. So he takes the picture of his dad and it's clearly not Gordon and he he obviously knows this, but he takes it into the dead body, which again, I think this is another reason for the dead body to still be there. Mm -hmm. I feel like this wouldn't happen in real life, but they needed the dead body to be there for a few other setups they had going. Mm -hmm. And he takes the picture and he holds it up so clearly, not his dad. And he's like, oh my God.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, let's just get proof positive that it's not the same person in case we haven't yeah. figured it out already. Um, yeah, no, this is a weird ass town, though. It's kind of like Twin Peaksy a little bit. Like, they're just like shipping dead bodies back to the house. And like, it was bizarre. But I mean, that kind of made it so that you weren't totally like, oh, this is implausible when they brought the body back. You're like, this place is weird as fuck anyway. So it's probably fine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Cops weird. Coroner's weird. Everybody's weird. How did, why does he bang on the floor though dude i he, can't remember from i'm st- i was still trying to figure out how he figured out there was something there No, no i was like he, maybe he just saw the shape of it like that's where i was i didn't notice that he banged on the you floor mean on the before.
1: on the floor no no he yeah. he he hears like he bangs on the floor because he's pissed and then like he bangs oh, that's like twice what you
0: mean. the guy bangs back and they do like a pattern yeah again.
1: yeah yeah he realizes oh shit the clanging is the same number of like pounds that I put down so it must be somebody responding to me and then he yeah. yanks back the the circular rug in the middle of that really cool room with the balcony
0: yeah
1: and finds like kind of a sewer grating I, this whole thing's like a trap house like what was going on here in the first place like why did it's he probably need a all panic this? room
0: it's probably a panic room because you know he lived a criminal lifestyle and he knows that he made enemies how would he have put the rug back over the
1: top of it once he went down there
0: i think once you're in your panic room and you have it locked up and you're safe you don't need them to not know you're there.
1: I'm overthinking it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's how he figures out somebody's down there and he opens the thing and he's like descending into, I don't, it's like, he's descending into weirdness. Cause he's going into the next level of like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? Like once he goes down that tunnel, yeah, everything I mean, gets that, weirder from there on it's out. It's not
0: so much a bunker as it actually looks like a torture room. Maybe his dad's a serial killer on the side. Yeah, I mean, I was watching the whole time thinking,
1: like, why does he have all these fucking rooms? Like, it's not, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like a panic room. It was like a, like a kill room. It wasn't like
0: stuff to keep you safe. It was like set up, like one light bulb in the middle of the room. And like, (laughs) it'd just be a weird place for a basement and a weird way to put a basement. I've never had a ladder for a basement before. And he
1: didn't have like Christmas decorations down there or anything. It wasn't like for storage.
0: Yeah. I mean, how would you get them down there?
1: (laughs) How would you get them back up?
0: Yeah. I think it's funny is because like the moment he's he's all fucked up. His eye is like swollen shut and he Wait, looks who? and he's like, The dad. And he's like, Norval? And he's like, how? how is that your first guess? You had a man beating the fuck out of you. A group of them. And the first person you're like, It's my son that I haven't seen in twenty, thirty years. Well, if he sent that letter, he
1: kind of had to have been expecting him to arrive, so it's not but that would implacable. you
0: expect him to find his way into your weird secret doom room?
1: Well, he had been banging back, so think know. about it that way. Like, all the other guys knew where he was down there because they kept coming down there to beat the shit yeah, out of him.
0: but I mean, if you're going to fuck with somebody, why wouldn't you just be like, I'm up here?
1: Yeah, no. I think we'd be bad kidnappers. I mean, bad for the person being kidnapped.
0: <laughs> nonstop
1: torture. Well, because if you don't give them hope, they have no reason to, like, get into it, you know? You can't torture them if they've
0: already given up. Oh, in that regard, I took this personality test. Um, well, it was the pa- test to see if you're a sociopath? I did not do well.
1: You mean you scored low?
0: No, I scored high.
1: It sounds like you did awesome, then.
0: I got 49 out of 65, and it was like... And immediately after that, an ad for like a psychiatrist popped up.
1: You should send this to me.
0: And Also, I took another one that said I had bad ADD, which is probably actually accurate. Um, so he's in the basement. His dad recognizes him. They're all like, free me free me break my thumbs and let me go and he's all you're gonna have to dislocate my thumb oh shit we skipped a part we skipped a very important part because before all of that we have to back up we have to back up rewind rewind he's all norval you're gonna have to kill a guy and norval's like what oh yeah he's like hey no i'm so (laughs) glad you're here uh go hide in the closet take that weight you're gonna have to bash this guy's brains until he's dead it gives him,
1: like, a 10-pound
0: like a yeah. dumbbell. And like, right? That's, like, immediate. And then Jethro shows up out of nowhere. Well, actually, I, think, I guess they have their little reunion, and then they hear Jethro, and he's like, oh, shit, you got to kill a guy. And that's when that's, that's when the greatest weapon of all movie history comes in. I wish I saw this movie before we made that list, because now uh, an extrament, oh, an excrement pen is definitely <laughs> definitely my top.
1: You're saying it incorrectly like he did.
0: That's what he was. It was his extrament pen.
1: Brian corrects him. <laughs> And he's like, no, nah, fuck it. I'm still going to say it wrong.
0: He just gives him a look like, uh, no, it's extra. Mint. The whole time he's saying it, I'm just thinking about bubble gum, like extra. Mint. Yeah. Extra. Mint. It's extra. Mint gum. It's like, <laughs> but uh yeah, he comes in and he's like, you going to tell me what I oh, want to no. know. And uh Brian's all like, no. And Jethro's like, you know what this is? It's a pen that I smeared with my extra. Mint. And then Brian's like e- extra. Mint. Ex- excrement, and he's like, "I'm gonna stab you with this, and <laughs> the excrement that's on it is gonna get into the wound. You're gonna get sick and die." Oh
1: god, do you remember that scene in fucking The Hills Have Eyes too, where that guy gets oh, like cut, shoved like
0: shoved into the fucking toilet? Yeah, like the Dude, porta he's potty. Yeah. Was he's not gonna die from them cuts. Uh, so yeah, this guy is like going. This guy's using big brain villain thoughts, man. He's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you with sepsis. You're gonna die from sepsis." Uh, cause I stabbed you with my extra mint pen.
1: Yeah, it's really unclear how long they've been torturing him. Oh let's, let's all also... he's
0: fucked up, missing an ear, his eyes swollen shut. He's got something carved into his chest, I don't remember what it says, or I don't think you can read it. Uh, so anyway, that's when Elijah Wood pops out, tries to fight him, Jethro's like, fuck this shit, I'll be back with my little friend. And then, then the, I need you to pick the lock with that pen, he's like, the shit pen? He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pen that's covered in shit and blood right now. I need you to I need you to pick this lock with that. And then he's just like kinda of wiggling it around for a little bit. And then he's like, you know what? That's not gonna work. Just break my thumb.
1: But the that was hilarious too, because he like breaks his thumb and he's like, fuck, fuck, it's still not enough, you're gonna have to break the index finger yeah, too. And then
0: he like does he break it or he starts to? And then no, he does. and then he looks up and he looks around, and he's like, It's just on a hook. Could have just let you go. Could have just pulled this whole thing down and been out of here by now. (laughs) Now your hand's fucked up. you got to climb up a ladder.
1: I mean, Elijah Wood should have been able to see that first. The other guy, you could understand that maybe- I mean, yeah, after a bunch of
0: torture, maybe you like lose the fact that you're you're not securely, securely tied in there. Because they've also been starving him, as we find out, after they get upstairs and outside. Dad, what happened to your ear? He's laying up against a log, and he goes- what happened to your ear? And he goes, I ate it. And he's like, Why did you eat it? And he was like Well,
1: first, let's be clear that Jethro Jethro
0: offered me well, he cut off my ear, and then he said, I they've been to beat. He kicked it off. I thought they cut it. Of- no, he did, because he was oh, the story of like the guy's ear I guy guy kicked, kicked off. off. Gordon, Gordon kicked, kicked his, his ear off. off. Jethro yeah. offered him, uh, you can eat this ear or a shot of semen. And then Elijah Woods, like, semen has a lot more calories and protein in it, and he goes, it was yellow. I'm not going to defend my choices to you. Well, which which would you have if gone it's with? Yellow. I have, why would it be yellow? I'd probably eat my own ear too at that point.
1: I mean, honestly, if he was starving in that situation, he probably should have just asked if he could have both.
0: <laughs> Can you dip it in that? My stomach hurts now. Now My stomach hurts. I would, let's move past this scene. This scene was that was gross.
1: Your stomach hurts because you're hungry now.
0: No, because I'm thinking about taking a shot of yellow semen.
1: So it'd be better if it was not yellow. What would be the best color for this then for you?
0: Like clear, like if it came from someone that had a vasectomy and it's just the seminal fluid with no semen in it.
1: I feel like that wouldn't have as many nutrients though.
0: I feel like it would taste the best. (laughs) It's just like clear jello at that point. Now I have to
1: put like an Instagram poll up.
0: (laughs) I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that on Instagram unless you want to get banned. No,
1: I I was Um, kidding. But now I kind of want to just... Anyway, whatever, go.
0: So, so yeah, they're past that, and then they're waiting outside, and I don't know why they're just waiting for so long instead of escaping. But, uh, and then it's... Oh, wait, no. They kill... What's-his-face? Dandy. Yeah, they kill Dandy. That was my get favorite upstairs. fucking
1: part, because they get out of the thing, and Elijah Wood's first thought when they get out of the thing is, like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom, and I'm gonna wash my fucking hands, because I was just holding this shitty pen for, like, 20 minutes. I need to wash my fucking hands. And he opens the bathroom door, and there's, like, this just fat dude sitting there taking a shit and they have that it was actually kind of on par with that scene in um pulp fiction where bruce willis opens the bathroom door and sees vince vega you know john travolta character like taking a shit right there it was like that but without guns
0: that's not what happened at all though
1: well, <laughs> he saw this man this man was like i'm gonna be the fuck out
0: of here. and this man had
1: toilet paper way the hell up his ass yeah like because during the entire what? fight scene the camera keeps going back to the toilet paper roll, like just dispensing more toilet paper the farther they
0: get from the room. It's like this guy's life was dependent on that toilet paper roll. Right,
1: because right? the second he died, the last sheet of toilet paper
0: <laughs> All right, so why don't you explain how Eliza Wood dispatches this man? Because this man is clearly bigger than him, and he's choking the shit out of Elijah Wood and beating the crap out of him all over the kitchen. This was my
1: favorite scene by far in the movie. It's um, pretty awesome. Elijah Wood's getting choked out, obviously going to lose this situation if he fights fair and grabs some type of knife from the counter and proceeds to just like upwardly thrust it into this man's genitals repeatedly over and over again like ginsues the fuck out of his balls just like 15 16 stab wounds and then with a fucking giant two-pronged like grill fork. And, right <laughs> and the guy collapses grabbing his crotch rightfully so and elijah wood grabs like like, a roll of cellophane, and you're not sure what he's gonna do with it at first, but then he, like, womps him in the side of the head with it, and then keeps beating him. He knocks teeth out with it, yeah. So he wraps the guy's head in cellophane, and the whole thing's just red now, just filling up from blood uh, on the
0: inside, and then the guy dies. And... That whole fight scene actually reminded me of the video game Manhunt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, from, what was that, PlayStation like the 2? the level of violence, and then, like, wrapping people's faces with, like, plastic bags and stuff. But also, there's a lot of moves in that game, where if you snuck up on somebody, you could stab him in the dick.
1: Feel like it's one of the more effective the, the places to stab someone.
0: Yeah, you did you would do it with the sickle for the execution with the sickle, you'd come up like between their legs with it.
1: So this was one of my what if questions. What if that guy hadn't died? Like let's say you were that guy and you woke up and your dick and balls were just like punctured to fuck. What would be the, the best case scenario there? Would you want to go through rehab and try to like get your dick put back together, or would you just be like fuck it and I'm getting a vagina now?
0: Dude, it's full of punctures. I'd probably suicide. Why? I wouldn't want to live without my pee-pee. I'm attached to it. It's attached to me. So you'd be
1: like that guy in uh, Dead Presidents?
0: Yeah. I'd probably just die. Uh, Actually, no. Actually, when I was a kid, I always wondered what it was like to have a vagina. I don't know. Now I'm torn. I guess I'd have to be in the situation.
1: I mean, I feel like it's worth it to at least try the vagina for a little while. And like... You just try
0: it one time if you're like, oh, this isn't what I thought it would be. Just like, (laughs) yeah,
1: like, see how it works out for you. Give it a good test run. And if, like... See
0: if you can get some good boob implants. Yeah, and if it
1: doesn't live up to your expectations, then just, you know, then pull the trigger. But, um...
0: yeah, maybe that, yeah, maybe I'd go that route. Right, yeah, give it a chance. You don't want to miss out. Um, I feel like you'd be more on par to just immediately just accept it. You'd be like, I'm getting a vagina now. You'd be bleeding out on the floor like, I'm going to remove this. I'm going to know also we forgot the part where jethro which again another setup for having the body in the house which i'm assuming he's just not even there anyway but when jethro goes upstairs he just yells oh no gordon like there's just a whole lot of setup for that body to be there for these people to comment on it and for things to happen. it has no reason to be there except it's this forced plot device to have the body in the house. was
1: that when they were hiding outside at night or no
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's—I think that's after he comes back with the crossbow. His little—a flaming
1: crossbow, by the way, which is just super extra.
0: <sighs> so yeah, that's after the whole semen conversation outside the kill, Daddy. It's nighttime now, and uh, Jethro comes back, and w- what would be the phrase for this? Because it's—it's so—it's so on par that it's just ridiculous. Where uh, Elijah Wood goes, "Oh no, Mom and My's address is on my my." luggage tag and then jethro (laughs) comes out and he goes hey and then reads off his address immediately after that it's like um yeah they were like exposition like (laughs) yeah it's like that's
1: a little forced yeah no it was funny because the movie was like it was weirdly it was weirdly forced in a lot of places but it felt natural after a while because they just kept fucking doing it the way
0: the movie is they made the movie so weird and it set you up for these expectations that it's like Yeah, Yeah, like
1: if Elijah Wood had said to Dandy, I'm going to stab you in the testicles with a fork right now, it wouldn't have seemed weird to me at all. It would have just been like, okay.
0: And oh my God, the part, this part immediately after that made no sense to me because the dad goes, you're going to have to go kill him. And he's like, I can't kill him. He's like, you just killed someone five minutes ago. And he's like, okay. He's like, you got to go hide in his trunk. But he doesn't get in the trunk until... Jethro is, like, at his car. There's no he did this without getting seen.
1: Yeah, it was weird. There were, there, were, there were a lot of strange things.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, well, the motel is the best, too. This movie was actually kind of great now that we're, like, talking about it. Like, I don't think I liked it as much when I watched it as talking about it. Because, like, as you, like, point out these weird things that were in it, it's just like, why is this? But uh, It wasn't
1: as weird as it wanted to be, but it definitely was, like, up there in terms of, like, mainstream movie weirdness.
0: I mean, not even because like some of these scenes are just like, who thought of this? Like when he gets to the motel and like, again, it's like forced. It's super forced, but it's also super weird where he's like, I need a key. And the guy's like, no, nah, we're booked. There's a family room. No, 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 I need a key here. I bet you do. But there's a family room. He goes outside, sees that the guy's reading Jugs magazine, sees he has a Juggs license plate. <laughs> again, the expedition. The ex- it's just like, here you go. Here's everything you need to know what's about to happen. <laughs> he comes back inside, was just begging this man for this key, uh, and goes, there's a strange woman with big boobies outside. He's like, big? <laughs> I'm a connoisseur of boobies. What do you mean? He's like, well, she would have to shop in the double D section at the brawl shop. Now, if you're really into big boobies, that's probably not even big enough. <laughs> but this man, knowing this is a flat-out lie, goes, I'm going to go investigate. He could not and help And leaves himself. him alone. <laughs> yeah, and- <laughs> like, what?
1: Then Elijah Wood goes through the fucking like weird touch tunnel of like naked european tourists. Eastern eastern oh, european no, tourists.
0: Part is, but the, the best part is it's booked up. There's a bunch of geologists which are just swingers, you know, cuz we're full of geologists. And I was like, is this a code that I'm unaware yeah, of? Yeah, I
1: never heard that expression. Geologists code. <laughs>
0: this is this some kind of weird science party where everybody's a geologist? And then I think I also loved the fact like he runs in that room, and I'm watching it with Jared. I already knew this because I already seen it, but I'm looking at him and I'm like, "There's only one girl in that room, and there's like five people in that wow. room." I'm like, "Yo, their party was like lit."
1: <laughs> I'm sure it was great. Uh,
0: and then the best part is the prostitute herself, precious, precious. You know, he has this conversation with her outside. She's like, "I'll beat the fuck out of you. I'll stab you. You gonna die." Yeah, what did, did he
1: say? I'll I'll pay you triple what he's paying you. you I'll pay you triple just to leave the door
0: open. (laughs) And she's like, I'll kill you. Fuck off. But she doesn't say anything to Jethro. So she could have prevented all of this. (laughs) Like, if you just let him know in advance. Like, this would have ended. He would have come outside and just beat the fuck out of Elijah Wood right there. I guess she didn't care enough. She just
1: figured he's like some little porn freak from the geologist convention.
0: Maybe. I guess maybe she thought he just wanted to watch. But he's covered in blood. He also
1: doesn't look super assuming. He's like small with a porn stash and he was really polite too he wasn't like bitch leave the door open he was like hey um if you're not too busy could you please leave the door open for me i'll pay you covered in blood yeah that was a little weird it was weird <laughs> it was weird the things that didn't send up red flags for people <laughs> in this movie like
0: yeah he nobody nobody cared about that well i guess when he went to talk to the guy he covered himself up a little bit more when he was talking to her no that blood was just all like you could see all he was covered in blood and like, but like, even still, like the Russian tourist, he's like walking through, and he's like, "Oh my god, buttholes! All oh, the buttholes!" <laughs> so everybody had their butt up in the air. <laughs> and even the person that was almost dressed, still not because well, he
1: was trying to sneak through the adjacent room, right, to get through the um, yeah,
0: the- he's, yeah, for for whatever reason, he oh, because he unlocked that one, and they had the chain lock over, so he's trying to get to the side door,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he sneaks in and he steps on a TV remote, and the TV's just blasting. <laughs> Oh, man, Amanda's stepdad was here when that happened because he was fixing our washing machine. <laughs> and I was like, down, 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 down. Because I had it on, like, through my sound bar, too. So I was like, I couldn't just use my TV remote.
1: Yeah. Nice. Uh, nice.
0: So he finally gets in. And instead of being, like, a normal prostitute, what Precious is, is she beats the fuck out of dudes. And Precious has Jethro in an arm bar.
1: Yeah, no, she's basically just beating the crap out of him and he's loving it. It was not your normal sex situation jethro
0: called her a name that i was like that's my new favorite name for what that. was it like prosy or something prosy he called her a prosy and i was like that's cool that's sweet if i was one of if i was the sex worker i'd want to be called a prosy because that just sounds neat but anyway so <laughs> 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 normal gets in the room they both look at him like what she's got him in this weird armbar thing she then gets up, and she's like, I told you to stay away, and starts beating the shit out of Norval. Gets him in a choke lock, or like a headlock, like rear naked choke uh-huh. thing, whatever. And Gordon realizes that Norval took, or not Gordon, Jethro, realizes Gordon, oh my god. Jethro names.
1: realizes Norval.
0: Norval has the little ticket holding spike thing from the office. Yeah, what was that, like a long dart it. or something? No, no, like that's a real thing. Like they use it in like kitchen stuff. You just like kind of oh, slap the Oh, yeah, the thing that it.
1: goes on the. Th- okay, got it, got it, got it.
0: Yeah, 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 like that little desk spike, I guess. Uh And you just he's like starts like I'm gonna kill you right here. And all the he, Russian tourists are watching too through the the door. Like the Russian <laughs> tourists are watching. Precious is like, yeah, I fucked this kid up. He takes the spike. She's looking at him. He says he's gonna kill him. He starts to stab him. She's still holding him, and then she's like. Oh, what the fuck! Yeah, I think he might <laughs> At, be dead. Like, after he's has got the shit stabbed out of him, she's like, "Why did you do that?" And he's like, "I didn't do it. You did it. You're the one choking him."
1: Gentleman <laughs> like, just gives no fucks. It was just weird because she had every indication that this kid was going to like suffer an untimely demise, and yeah, like <laughs> so. Yeah, he puts the fucking he it. puts the spike through his cheek. It goes through his mouth and comes out the other side. And he's like, "Oh, sorry, mate. That was supposed to go through your ear." I was like, how'd you fuck that yeah, up? You were, like, like, going like, real
0: slow. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, ah! no, he smacks him with it, like, hard. He does hit him hard with that. Like, it th- might look slow, because, you know, they probably didn't do it fast in the movie. But, like, the intention is, like, it looks like he's, like, gonna smash it into the side of his head. He totally fucks it up. And then he's just like, you're probably gonna die. That's, like, nine-inch-long spike, and I just shoved it all up in your guts like ten times. Alright, he shanked him a bunch of times, too, right? Yeah, like, all <laughs> in the same spot. <laughs> But I just love it, like, he looks at Precious and he's like, this isn't my fault, you did this. (laughs) Like, that's just how he leaves it. Like,
1: I didn't it. Yeah, he, like, doesn't care what happens to the body, he's like, I gotta head
0: out now. (laughs) Like, I gotta go, my whole thing was messed up, you're, don't you call me a psychopath, you're, you choke dudes for money. Like, he says something like that He fucking pays
1: for it, isn't that a little weirder?
0: I know, (laughs) He, he throws the money at her and he leaves, and, uh something we didn't mention is that elijah wood slashed all of his tires oh yeah yeah he did before going into but inside. also apparently precious so, is not in it
1: for the money because he offered to pay her triple and she was like no nah, i'm not interested i just like choking bitches yeah
0: she just likes beating <laughs> heads up i guess she's like uh, it's better than like sucking the dick i guess i made I a note know. about
1: that one i wrote mouth shank so oh <laughs> uh,
0: and he never removes it from his face for a while
1: no and when he does it's glorious so Jethro takes off driving down the street. Elijah Wood is believed to have been dead. He's laying there in Precious's arms, like not breathing. And all the Russian tourists are like standing their dicks out, like just horrified. And then Elijah Wood yelling stuff and Russian wakes up. And yeah, they looked like they wanted to call the police or something. But Elijah Wood wakes up. She's like, oh, good, he's not dead. And he like stumbles out of the room and starts walking down the street. And what you hear a crash at some point because somehow jethro got in the car well, he lost control because all his tires were slashed you figure he would have known that from the start though like when he immediately started fucking driving it but um
0: well i mean you would think maybe not because he's like you know he's in a rush, guy he just murdered somebody you're not looking at your tires no one's going out and doing like a 10 point inspection <sighs> on their car filling out their dvcr before they like go out when they're like in a rush to get away from a crime
1: scene he did not check his mirrors um so elijah woods like stumbling down the street still has the thing in his mouth at this point and um, gets to the car, and we see that the car is now on the side of the road. A big like, takeout delivery sign for the same Tiger Burger Company or whatever from the bag that hit him in the face earlier is like lodged through the center of the windshield um where the driver was but out
0: the center like the driver's seat yeah, yeah when
1: elijah wood looks in it there's nobody in the car and he's like this is kind of weird so he starts walking down the street a little farther and then up ahead you see jethro just kind of calmly walking down the street away from the car
0: kind of like shambling like a zombie he was
1: wa- i mean it wasn't like that much of a shamble he was i'm not gonna spoil breaking bad too so Jethro's walking down the street elijah wood gets next to him and when he comes up closer to him you see that he's just got like a section of his fucking head like just shaved entirely off just like the right side of his head like fully exposing his brain like part of his brain is still in the car and they start walking next to each other and jethro starts telling him this whole story about how norval's mother was a prostitute
0: his dad was a frequent flyer
1: yeah and jethro had had to go with her but he wasn't as interested as brian the father was and um
0: because she looked like michael helsink or something like that who <laughs> was a politician in the 1980s yeah yeah
1: i looked up a picture of that guy it was horrifying Um, Yeah, I wanted to see what it looked like He said in certain lights she looked like him Um, (laughs) So they're walking next to each other for a while And then they stop And Elijah Wood just takes the dart thing, the spike, out of his mouth And he, I was laughing out loud at this part Because he takes it and like presses it super, super slowly into the guy's exposed brain Like it was not a fast movement, it was just like a slow push
0: Yeah, it was just a weird moment because they, like, make eye contact and they stare at each other for a little bit. And Elijah Wood's just like, I think... uh." Yeah, Jethro doesn't
1: even try to stop him. Like, even a little bit. (laughs) He's just like,
0: Arthur! Yeah, he just yells Arthur and drops. Who the
1: fuck's Arthur? Maybe they're going to make a sequel all about Arthur. Maybe. Um,
0: (laughs) Arthur's revenge.
1: So then somehow he makes it back to the the cabin, right? I don't think they really...
0: He has to... So this part, it was one of the parts where me and Jerry were like, this is dumb. Because he is in a city. He could get help. No, I actually saw this part as more um, symbolic than
1: anything. Because he's like super not the person he was when he first got there. Right? Like he's very different. Like, Murdered, well, like all his pretension has been stripped away. Right? He's not like trying to be something he's not right now. And they show him. He's a tiger now. Well, basically, yeah. And they show him walking the exact same path that he walked in the beginning of the movie. To get to the cabin. Like it's the same shots, just him now. So I think it
0: But he could have gotten medical intention for him and his father. He could and well, brought it he there. could
1: have, but that wouldn't have been as interesting for the plot.
0: Then again, he's definitely going to jail for murder, because I mean maybe. Maybe he could get Dandy was a little bit overkill. Maybe he could get self defense. No, he wouldn't But with Jethro, one hundred percent. That's at bare minimum manslaughter.
1: No, he could definitely um go with the he's also from beverly hills which means he's gonna get like a johnny cochran level lawyer like he is not going to jail his
0: dna is a hundred percent on the thing that's also in jethro's
1: brain. i guarantee you he's not going to jail oh my
0: god! it's not oj real quick real quick let's talk about the fact that we missed the part where he had the crossbow and accidentally launched the arrow into the sky <sighs> and then tried to get back in the trunk to get another one and could it because he locked himself out. He's like out. such an asshole in that moment. He's like,
1: I got the crossbow. It fires into the fucking bushes. Which <laughs> is <I'm just> like, <laughs> he's like, guess that's, that's out. We're not doing that now.
0: So he gets back to his dad um, and they walk over and he does the whole monologue about how I never let mom. Well, they, they you hear the dad's letter play. I don't actually remember what that mm-hmm. says at all. Other than like, I'm, I want to see you blah, 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 blah. I'm a shit dad. <laughs> Um, you know typical typical stuff you would hear for something like that and he walks over to his dad and he's like you know I never let her get over you anytime another man came you know I I would force them away and I would never let her get over you Uh, and then there's like a pause because you're kind of like I think his dad's I think his dad's dead and like the dad's eyes are open but like he's not saying anything he's not doing anything and then there's just like a moment at the end Where the dad like kind of like reaches over and like they hold like pinkies together Mm -hmm. and then like 100% both of them died. You think? 100%. Yeah, no, they definitely died. I think that's, I think that's, they left the the ending like super open, but in my mind, uh, they found each other and they found peace and they died staring at the ocean and the sunrise.
1: And well, doesn't it actually end with the flashback? I don't remember. Because there was a flashback of him as as and remember, the dad playing by the ocean, and there was like a stuffed tiger that they were throwing back and forth.
0: Maybe. For whatever reason, I put that in another spot, but we've, we've clearly done that a few times today. Talking about this, where we've put scenes in spots they weren't. Also, just debate on when something happened, because like, we were both convinced about that one being at different times.
1: All right. So I think that's pretty much all we have about uh, Come to Daddy, which, as creepy as that title sounds... I still like saying it.
0: I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 beards. Dude, it's a scale of 4. 10 out of 4 beards, solely for the whole rat fucker scene. So 4 out of 4 beards, just for the rat fucker scene. 10 out of 4 beards beards. for the rat fucker scene. (laughs) I, I have now come to the realization that I absolutely need to call someone a cunt. Have them say, don't call me a cunt, so I can say, but you're being cunty. And then also at some point I do need to call someone a rat fucker. And then have a whole thing where they go, I'm going to leave. And then me be able to be like, you're going to die. And they're going to find a rat skeleton in your pelvic bone or your vaginis. <laughs> and the funny thing is you can, amazing. you can pull that
1: off. And this movie is kind of like esoteric in the way that I don't think a lot of people are going to have watched it. So they will be more confused <laughs> than like, why are you ripping this movie off? Like, <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, It doesn't need to make any sense when I finally use it.
1: I'm going to give it three out of four beards. Um, Cause I enjoyed it, but. It was not the most, like, amazing movie I've ever seen. But for what it was, it was done pretty well. And it was quirky enough to definitely stand out. If
0: that scene with the fucker thing didn't come up, I'd say, like, one and a half.
1: <laughs> that scene alone gave it the other three. My scene was the dramatic toilet paper falling as Dandy finally fell. Um, See, I think that's what it is. This
0: movie overall, not awesome. Weird, kind of, like, super forced. But then there's, like, these moments that are just pure gold in it.
1: Absolutely. And, like, should you watch it? Yes, should you watch it with everybody? Probably not
0: definitely get your 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 wife, your kids, and your parents and uh just watch it as like a big family film. It's about a uh, father and son coming together after a long time apart and uh bonding and overcoming um uh uh, uh, uh odds fucking ratfucker <laughs> all right, so I There's just... definitely ways the word things to make them sound positive <laughs> and make it work even if it's not like I just that That description I just gave, absolutely accurate. But no.
1: It's a family movie. It's about relationships and fucking rats and raisin eyes. All right, let's wrap this up. All right, so follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bearded B-Roll and check out our website, BeardedBroll.com. And look for us anywhere you find podcasts. Don't forget to email us with ideas and suggestions at Roll at gmail.com. Or at age radio
0: slash bearded B-Roll. Yeah.
1: All right. Bye.